So tuning in to the uh, flow of events and uh, taking that pause moment, flow of events, external events and how the mind grabs external events, packing bags, moving, changing, planning, six o'clock train, bus, car, so-and-so, tomorrow, that flow, yeah, Pack, you know, clean the rooms, tidy up, so they don't get ready for this, agile so-and-so's coming, I'm going to get ready for that, I'm going to tell sister so-and-so, it's taking a pause, <laughs> there'll, be, there'll always be time for that, just take a pause, there's the flow of events, there's the pause, not that difficult to do, just difficult to remember. Pause button. Softening from that rush forward or flutter. What's here now? What is here now? What's always here now? Opening to the deathless, directing chitta away from the kanda, the constructed world that we construct so effortlessly and yet exhaust ourselves with, compulsive construction, addicted. Uh, it's turning away from that, just pulling the pause button on that constructions which we barely decide to do, they happen. It's a reflex. Construct the world, construct the future. It's important, you have to, it's necessary, you don't wait. Everybody wants you to pause. Open, direct the mind to here, now. Feel the warmth of your body, rhythm of the breathing, listen to the flutter and scurry of thoughts, yeah. call it the uh, unbalanced spin dryer, you know, if you put wet clothes in a spin dryer and you don't put them central, Right, the spin dryer starts going. It goes clunk, 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 and then you switch it off. Clunk, 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 clunk. This is called the five aggregates. Pause. Switch the spin dryer off. Breathing in, breathing out. It's not that we just desperately want to be calm, you know, or expect life to be steady and, and peaceful and harmonious and no edges in it, but just to, it doesn't have to be externally. You can't expect it to be. But if you know where that pause button is, you know there is one. 
and you know the opening that can occur just with that, you know, then it's all right for it to be busy because when you get that finger on that pause button and you begin to know something you never really gets into the spin dryer. Yeah. Here. And one has to, in my opinion, do this many times, just several times a day. You know, if you can do it ten times a day for fifteen seconds, ten seconds. Is that difficult? Just where am I now? If you're the push of the mind, the energy is rushing in your body, the tightening in your belly, the scurry of thought, there they are. There they are. This turning back from that, behind that, here, now. The unconstructed, the unconstructing, the non-constructing. This is peaceful, this is sublime. Ceasing of sankharas, the stilling of sankharas, destruction of craving. Craving to get it finished, to get it done, to get to the next thing, to make sure you get it right, to get it sorted out. The craving to become clear and complete in the future. When in the future we will be clear and complete in that wonderful future that never happens. <laughs> when things we settled, finished, tidied, just sweetly cruising along, the golden future <laughs> that never happens. <laughs> yeah. And so you see the, the hook, just run a little bit faster when you get there. Just, you know, shrug that thing off when you get there. That's craving. Nobody gets there. Everybody's there already. If you don't buy into the messages of the constructed world, powerful messages, messages you see around you. People are doing it, everybody's playing it. Media's playing it, everybody's playing it. Advertisements are playing it big time, really revving up that golden future at the end of a contract. Only £39 a month. Free. Free access at £39 a month. Oh, right. oh, yeah, that sounds believable, doesn't it? <laughs> Just pause. What is this? Pause. Now, here. Leaving Amrawadi. What does it, what leaves Amrawadi? Candors, aggregates, perceptions, sensations. Feeling, energies, 
consciousness, sense consciousness, leaves our body. It arrived, it came, it arrived. We were here, it went. That's the message of the aggregates in which there can only be separation, regret, things unfinished, parting from friends, oh, separation, death, in brief. Yeah. And that's the journey of aggregates to death, to the sense of separateness and leaving things unfinished, incomplete. Everybody dies incomplete in terms of the aggregates. There are things they haven't done, things they wish they'd said. Because it's never finished. It's never finished. Just some, say, just some reflections, some little slogans or images to bear in mind, if you like. Just bear in mind, uh, you know, sankharas or these um, onward propellants, energies, activations, formative tendencies, the constructions, which say move on and you'll get this completed. It doesn't. They don't finish until you stop them. That's when it ends, when you stop them. <laughs> when you stop believing in them, that's when they end. If you follow them, they don't end. They just go from this to that, to this, to that, and on, and on. And that's, that's the dream journey, isn't it? Another thing to do, another thing to sort, another thing to acquire, another thing to check, another thing to clean, tidy up, sort out, prepare for, for the next thing that also leads to the next thing. That's the, that's the way that is. We got into that by being born. There's also chitta, yeah, obscured, by this, not you know, not apparent, not not traceable. We can't see it. All we see are aggregates. All we detect with our senses, with our thoughts, with our energies, feelings, is the movement of the aggregates of feeling, perception, sense forms. So this is the turning away here. Now, try to remember those those two words and practice them. Yeah. So this is a little slogan: practice here now, and this is something you can do in ten seconds, and but do it often. Do it after breakfast. Do it after washing up. Do it when you park your car. Yeah. Do it when you close the door. Do it when you open the door and sit down. Here. Here. This is the 
way through the body. Here is the sense of location. So we have this rupa for body, you know, which we can see with our eyes and feel sensations. You also have this uh, embodied chitta, embodied aspect of chitta, which means the sense of here. When you really contemplate that, what, where is that? Is it Amrawadi? Is it, I don't know, Australia? Is it my house? Is it my feet? No, it's behind all that. The here is a, a kind of locational quality that has no particular manifestation. Because wherever you are, you're here, right? <laughs> so it has no specific location in terms of the manifest world. Yeah, it's a, a sense when you come into that, you experience groundedness, balance, ability to step back from the momentum of the aggregates. Oh, it's like this. And here's where I always was. Practice that here. Turn away from the form body, the uh, rupakaya, remember death. Something that takes a little bit more time to reflect upon, but in a sense is this is something to reflect upon at least once a day. Perhaps in the evening, might not be tomorrow. Things aren't finished, are they? Now's the time to finish. Now's the time to say, sorry, oops, <laughs> finished. Uh -huh. The regrets, the grudges, the momentum, now's the time to finish it. Just let it go. Now's the time to take your blessing with you. Reflect on the death of the body. The breaking up. When you see a corpse, it looks pretty much the same at first till you look at it. This is dead. It's not the same. The jitter is left. It's no longer vibrant. That very quality that we thought was a body with its glow and its vibrancy and its potential, it's gone. You just got meat. Bring up an image like that. It's not so easy these days. People like to hide them. When I was in Tibet a few years ago, I went to a sky burial. The sky burial is because they don't have enough earth to bury bodies. They don't have enough wood to burn them. So they have to drag them out in the open and let the bird, the vultures, eat them. So when you go to a sky burial, you know, you stand, there's a kind of a stone precinct with a couple of guys with butcher's aprons on, with big hooks in their hands, like meat hooks. Then up the hill comes a little cart, two bags on it. They push the bags off the cart, whomp onto the ground. Somebody rips the bags open, pop, body. 
looks like somebody sleeping, naked, otherwise not deteriorated at all, just fresh. Looks like somebody sleeping, throws it on the ground, the butcher walks up to it, wearing, puts a meat hook in it, pulls it round, pulls out a big knife, about 14 inch long, starts slashing it, and you go, you know, something hits your guts. You see that because you see, you know, killed by my aunt or my cousin. Slash, slash. And you look around and you see there's these men up on the hillside with little flags, waving these flags. And the flags are to try to keep the birds back, trying to restrain the birds. And then eventually the birds get so tumultuous they just put the put the flags down and the guy's just okay and this wave of vultures comes down the hill like like a tsunami and there's two bodies and then just buried on this huge pulsating wave of feathers and beaks what 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 on occasion you see a little bit of a foot flying through the air and you say god <laughs> and then this kind of incredible tumult and then they're gone. And you look, there's nobody there. And it's, you know, 10 minutes. Wow, get one of those. Wow, you look at this. Vulture food. <laughs> you know, wow, what was all that? And how many times do people look in the mirror and go, oh, <laughs> double chin, oh dear, wrinkle, hair's going to be grey, eyebrows, nose. <laughs> yeah. yeah, kind of powder on it, shave it. <laughs> how much energy goes into that? Yeah. And they're kind of shoring up, trying to push it against the relentless tide of age, <laughs> kind of waving, up, waving its influence, the wrinkle, graying, the sagging, uh, and then all the social thing you infer, too fat, too tall, too short, too spotty, nose wrong, ears wrong, eyes wrong, hair wrong, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, vulture food. <laughs> Tell you that the vultures won't mind. <laughs> and then you get one of those, you think, wow, what was all this about? <sighs> Remember it. Yeah, now it seems impossible. Death is a theory. It happens to other people. You don't really, really get it until maybe you stand next to one dead body and something then your body gets it you feel your body kind of get it in the guts and it knows something knows this rupakanda this rupakaya just the shell use it wisely use it for grounding use it for establishing here
use it to bring forth your intentions into skillful actions. That's using it wisely. That's keeping it tidy. That's tidying it. That's how you fashion your body. <laughs> you fashion it like that. You don't bother with other things. That's your fashion for the body. A body that fashions skillful intention, deep presence. So you can sit in it and it can discharge stress. And you feel grounded and present and you can get some perspective on mind. This is one of our daily recollections. This is of nature to die. Something is of the nature to die. This body is of the nature to undergo this profound change. So it's something to reflect upon many times. It is inevitable. And those who have reflected on it repeatedly have no fear. That's what it finishes the fear and the nervousness dies. You know, you got born, that was a struggle. You die, that's a struggle. But you can do it, you can get through. So no fear. Like we were reading out the list of names yesterday, somebody died four years old. You live in the monasteries every day, every day, every day the notes are coming. Every day the notes are coming. My son, 25. My wife, together for 35 years. My dear father, my mother. Babies born, died in the womb. Mother has to give birth to a dead baby. It, death takes, doesn't have a time, any time, any day. There's no age on it. It's not just the other side of the golden sunset. It's to bear this in mind, and it's not to create misery, it's just to get a sense of you bring it to your jitta time and time, and you pause and reflect, come through the wanting to dismiss it or shrug it off or, oh well, deal with it, it happens. Come through the senses of disorientation. What am I going to do? What about tomorrow? What about my dog? <laughs> you know, come through that. And then you come to this place of surrender and peace. And you read that. You get the sense of the real value of, of what you've been doing in your cultivation. That comes up, the cultivator, when the those those tumult of the aggregates settles you it's your sense oh here's the openness here's the radiance here's the peacefulness here's the strength yeah. and it was always shrouded by this world of appearances when the appearances are dropped we get a sense of that Reflecting on death. 
Another uh, source of reflection, I think I picked this up from Lumpur uh, Panyavado, his book, and he said, um, interesting thing. Said, well, the jitta is real, but it doesn't exist. The candors exist, but they're not real. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, they're insubstantial. They're smoke, smoke and mirrors. Powerful, dazzling, stinging, poignant, cloudy, full, overwhelming. And yet, let it go. Suddenly it shifted. Happy one moment, miserable the next. It's healthy, then sick. Praised, loved, adored, offended and insulted. Nothing shifts so fast. That's that. That's called existence. Bawa, the realm of becoming. What's real means that which is always unchanging. Here, now. That's called chitta. You can't quite find it, but it can know existence as what it is. There's tremendous uh, fearlessness in that. So, another reflection that we're called upon to to bring to mind, and I go through these fairly quickly, but just try to log one or two impressions and you can turn them over. Karma. Karma, action. Action or intended action or action that the jitta has been activated by. And jitta has jumped into. And it's said either through one's own choice or even through the choice of others. So it's not necessarily you did it all. Something pushed a button and your chitta jumped in. Could be through social influences, can't, you know. And you jumped, somebody told you to do something, you jumped into it. Still, the chitta made a decisive jump or something jumped, the sankara rushed out. Karma, action. And the story of action is we become that. We're filled with it. Something drags us into it, pushes us into it, rushes us through it, proliferates into it. There's a result. Result is called the acquisition. Vipaka. So, and that which one has acquired, or has been acquired, becomes one's base, one's self, one's, I am one of these. This is my nature. This is my character. This is my life. I'm only this. I'm always this. I never will be this. This alone is what I am. I'm just one of these. That's the acquisition. And it's kind of dog-eared, you know? (laughs) 
and it's fixed and it's inc- it's believable and so because i'm just this i can never really be awakened buddha enlightened because i'm just this you know i'm just living in neeston you know who got enlightened in neeston <laughs> Well, could be a niche for you. <laughs> but you know, even the Buddha, you know, the, the Gautama, comes from some dumpy little place, couple of us do. They try to make it sound like a big deal. But I think it's a bit like kind of Shropshire or some little, little Calabria, you know, some out of the way little nook or. If you're American, Nebraska or somewhere like that, you know. Some nowhere place, Lincoln, Nebraska. <laughs> Neasden. And his, his, his dad was elected, elected kind of head of this thing. They called him Maharaja, that's the way they call it. It's actually just the head, elected head of this kind of little nowhere dump. <laughs> it was the Neasden of India. <laughs> So another no account, little petty princeling, you know. Fortunately, he didn't, he didn't stay with that impression. <laughs> yeah, end up dying under a tree in uh, some other little dump, Kusinara. And Ananda said, oh, don't die here. You know, please, there's a, great, there's, a, there's a town, great towns you could die in. You know, dump this dump under a tree in, near Kusinara, which is a nowhere little hick village. And then we said, no, that's fine. The Tathagata, you know, you get a story about in a previous incarnation, it's been some fabulous realm. But it was just a dump, really, under a tree. Dies there. So, you know. So there he is, the Buddha. A nobody, wasted his entire life. <laughs> in terms of the aggregates. You know, shuffling around India, sometimes going without food, living living in rags, sleeping on the ground. You know, in terms of the aggregates, what a waste. But he didn't believe in it. In that. That's the acquisition. What do you believe you are? Who do you think you are? Associate with your town, your country, your parents, your body, your job, your marriage. That's acquisition. The relinquishment of acquisitions. And you don't have to kind of fight with it, just recognize here, now. That's not it. Relinquish of acquisitions, and then you pause, and then what action is appropriate? And bring forth your faith, your purity. There's a chance in this lifetime to bring forth skill for your welfare and for the welfare of others.
bring forth the good, the generous, the loving, the peaceful, the steady. And this is not a vision of big things to do. It's a matter of handling your body, your speech, clearly. Let it go forth. Where it goes, that's other people's business. Hold your energies clearly. And this is called the karma that leads to the end of karma, leads to the end of acquisition. So we're not doing things in order to become somebody. We're not doing things in order to be a success. We're doing things from the purity of handling the doing energy, the sankara energy, steadily, clearly, honestly, patiently, bringing it forth. Because this is what we acquired in coming into birth. So whether that's just opening a door, pausing, waiting, offering service, There's the purity of karma when you hold it clearly. There's no sense of what I will be, what other people will think, whether I'll become known, whether I'm just ignorant, you know, a nobody or a somebody or anything. It's just pure action. And so we're asked to remember this possibility since we are, or something is in the world of action. Handle your action, whether it's just the movement of your body, the forming of a speech, the right time, the right place to say what's necessary. That's the karma that leads to the end of it, because then there isn't the acquisition. And instead there's that space and a feeling of beauty. Because in the stilling, it's not the annihilation of sankara, but the careful stilling, there's a certain beauty, the blessing that is given to the world. So handle your actions, however small or great. One thought, physical movement, project, stay with it, handle your actions. And remember, it's never exactly right. There's always a way you could imagine it could be better. But don't do that. <laughs> Just when you get the result, or the, the non-result, the sense of something beautiful has occurred. This is why you know, the Buddha is called the Blessed One in many respects because although we can say the Blessed One, the Tathagata, abides in deathlessness, in stillness, he lived a pretty busy life in some respects. You know, they say slept two hours a night. Maybe that's an exaggeration, but slept minimally. rest of the time, teaching, walking, presenting Dhamma, Teaching devas in the evening, teaching the Brahma gods, you know, presenting, 
verbally, non-verbally, through actions, through gestures, through space, through silence, just always manifesting for the welfare. Hitam deva manutsanam. So this blessing. Through handling these karma-forming actions, these ten, these sankharas, carefully and selflessly. So stay with this, stay with your blessing, your, your capacity to bless. So this is, uh, you know, a special kind of karma action of the cultivator. In a world that believes in action, and, uh, but generally frantic action, development, progress, more. Results quicker, faster, promotion, performance. This is the karma that leads to more and more acquisition. <laughs> and wait until the mind cracks up. But the karma that leads to the end of it is the Eightfold Path, the right action, right speech, right now. So reflect on this, consider, you know, because we're not going to be sitting still for too much longer. We will act. So don't neglect just the actions of tidying your room, getting in your car, taking a moment to pause, expressing goodwill. Make it quality. Deepen the quality. And then you find your, your mind isn't rushing on because you're satisfied where you are. It's very important to, this is the blessing. And the more you, all of us act in that way, we begin to pick it up. This is why it's such a blessing to abide in the presence of people who have trained, experienced such yourselves, and of course the summoners who've had the opportunity to partake in that training. Because we pick up something through our skin, through our nerve endings about composure, grace, deference, pausing, gentleness. You begin to pick it up. And you, oh, that's better. Not that rushing on. Push, shove, grab, blur. Just that sense of steadying. Then you are holding the Dhamma. And all of us who've received so much, I might personally feel it's not so it's it's a natural duty, you could say, to give. And that's the one thing one can give all the time, presence. And it's perhaps the most important thing because people pick it up. How come he's not getting wired up, how come he's not getting angry, how come she's, you know, softer or steadier, not fluttered, not reactive, Mm, what's that? You're teaching, you're teachers, and that's the responsibility to, to live it, and it's for your own welfare, isn't it? 
lovely saying of um, St. Francis when he was a you know, Christian saint to, to his disciples. He said, um, teach the Gospels ceaselessly. If necessary, use words. <laughs> By your deeds, will you, you will know them. Be someone who abides in the skillfulness of their parami and their deeds for your welfare and welfare of others. This is a thing to remember, reflect upon, purify. And then this means the door of the deathless remains open. If as Conditions change and the assembly, the aggregates move on their ways. This is something that's severe, you know, to take the blessing with you and to be someone who can offer it. It's so needed. You know, the steady heart, the kind touch. So needed, the blessing quality. more important than many things. So just let's close with another image. And I was also, when I was in Tibet, also I was on my way to a pilgrimage on Mount Kailash, which is, you know, pretty amazing really. The, because uh, it's just utterly sacred dedicated to the sacred. Nothing happens there except that. And en route, uh, we pulled up at some little nowhere really. Most of the Tibet is nowhere. And we had a little bit of food with us to eat. At a party. And we pulled up, got out of the land cruise and sat by the side of the road and noticed those people coming down the hill. They kind of they seen us coming down the hill. They came little line of them coming down the hill, and they're incredible, like rags, just like a ball of rag, with the head sticking out the top of it. It's incredible sackcloth, layers and layers of grey, brown, ragged, greasy rags moving down the hill. <laughs> they coming down. They look at us, and they, and they look at me, and their eyes light up. Oh. And uh, then one by one, they they come forward and they bend over and they kind of touch your shoulder. They want always just a touch, just touch the shoulder. Okay, you touch the shoulder, it's kind of dust comes off the rag when you <laughs> just those half and look up, the eyes light with joy. And one by one coming down and they bring the babies down bring the babies down they show the baby yeah. okay touch the baby taking away another one coming down whole line of villagers coming down just somebody's got a kind of ragged thing and touch there you know 
And every time they bend up, they look up with eyes lit up with joy. And after a while, the person I was with just started crying. He couldn't, he couldn't handle it anymore. <laughs> you know, such vulnerability. People kind of at the end of the material world. And they weren't asking for money or food. They just wanted a blessing. And they lied this up to have a blessing. But where is the blessing? The blessing is when we fully acknowledge our own vulnerability, our own death, mortality, pain, uncertainty, and we just acknowledge it purely without wavering. And you acknowledge in another purely without wavering. And the boundaries disappear. And in this sense, the chitta comes forth. When the boundaries of the manifest are seen to be just rags of no real value, of no real worth, the boundaries of the manifest, the skin, the clothes, the hair, the status, the name, the position is just rags. <laughs> it's not worth anything. Fun in itself. When those are seen through the jitta, rises up. And that's where you meet. You meet, the meeting is the blessing. And Something feels rejoiced in that, that. Who knows, you know, in this whole dream world of appearances and comings and goings and friends and confusions and disappointments and struggles and all of that. And yet, the moment that drops and the comparisons drop, the blessing. So this is really what we need, in my opinion. This is what jitta needs. You know, we keep our requisites minimal and it's always a responsibility to handle that stuff so it doesn't take it take over and the fever of it and the confusion of it. Handle it so it's just enough. Just enough rags to wear <laughs> and uh, meet in the blessing. So, you know, um, who knows when my eyes will see you again? We can come and go, but. Uh, we meet in the blessing and we stay in the blessing every time we pause, drop, open. That's uh, something to take with you.